Welcome to Cinebus Real Talk. I'm your host, Joshua Pearson, and I'm here today to share with you my personal process for breaking down a film script. This episode is brought to you by Top Sheet Inc. Through our payroll and production management automation, we focus on making sets run smoother and more efficiently, getting your crew paid faster and keeping everybody happier. Our goal is to make sets fun again. Hey everybody, I'm glad to be back. Sorry it's been a little while. Today I'm here solo in the studio and I'm here sharing today with you my personal process for breaking down a film script. Now, just to kind of give a little background story, I did not start in this part of the industry. I started actually doing uh, camera AC. I was doing second AC work, first AC work, working to become a DP on a film set. And my brother... Caleb, who you've heard on this show a few times, he was doing a lot of film production and doing the breakdowns and doing budget schedules, line producing for films. And uh, he brought me on board one day going, hey, I have a lot of work to do. Would you mind doing this? And I was honestly pretty interested in doing it, but also, well, no, honestly, to be honest, I thought it was going to be a really boring job. But I said, sure, you know what? I know you need help. I'm happy to help you. Show me what to do. So he sat down with me. Gave me the script. At the time, we opened up uh, Movie Magic. He showed me how to get started, what to do, what to look for. Just kind of explained it to me pretty relatively briefly, honestly. And I started to get it pretty easy. I was like, oh, this doesn't seem that bad. I can do this. So I took the script and sat down with the computer and started breaking it down. And honestly, the more I did it, I know most of you might think it's a boring job. I know that it's maybe not the most exciting thing in the world. But honestly, I started loving it. I'm, I'm a little bit weird like that. I, I loved breaking down scripts. And I got really into it. And I got really into the detail and making sure everything was, was consistent throughout the whole film. And when, you know, scenes keep popping back up, remembering, hey, is that still in the scene? Is it not? Oh, I need to go back and add this. I didn't know this should be in this, on this set. Make sure it shows up in all the previous ones because it should be there the whole time. Or nope, it just appeared now. And, uh... Just the continuity of it, honestly, was a lot of fun to me. It was like building a puzzle. So I took that script. I, I had no idea what I was really doing, I, but I knew he did, and I knew that, you know, if I, if I messed up anything, he would correct me. So I was like, all right, let's see what I can do. And I'm going through this script, and I'm trying to remember how many days later it was. I think it was like a, less than a week later. I had finished it, and mind you, at this point, I was working a day job. I had three little kids. Very busy life. Finished it less than a week on my spare time. And brought it to my brother. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a second. You're already done? I'm like, yeah. I mean, this was great. And he was impressed with the speed. I had no idea I did it fast. As far as I was concerned, it was, you know, I hope it's right. <laughs> Looked it over. Went really, really well. There's certain aspects of it we just kind of didn't delve into at that point. I didn't get into the comments and, you know, talking about how many extras you had. He explained that after I did the initial breakdown. Uh, I didn't get into the estimated times, anything like that. But uh, I handled, you know, all the wardrobe, all the characters, the character counts, the synopsis, the scene title. I went back into the script and when I noticed there was continuity issues on the title, like, you know, one scene might say Jane's house. The other someone said Jane's home. I made back went back, made notes, corrected all that, 
just assuming, hey, this is probably how this is supposed to be done, the more I was breaking it down. And um, he loved the work. And honestly, I loved doing it. And I was I was really excited that I'd, I'd done well on this. And with that being said, just that's kind of was my introduction into it, was kind of being thrown under the bus. Hey, I have a lot to catch up on. Do you mind trying this? He didn't know if I could pull it off, but I was an extra set of hands. I didn't know if I could pull it off, I was, but I was happy to learn. I thought it was going to be a boring job, and honestly, I prefer doing it. Like it, I love doing script breakdowns. I love doing budgets and schedules and all that. But today, right, right now, I just want to kind of share with you guys my process on breaking down a script and why I've been actually so efficient at it. So with most people breaking down the script, you, uh, you take the script, you read, read over it, you might highlight and mark up the script a little bit just for uh, recognition, looking for certain key characters or key props or whatever the case might be. For me, I don't, I don't do any of that. I don't do a pre-read. Honestly, the first time I read a script, I'm already breaking it down. I go, all right, we are on scene one. I open up Movie Magic. And I start breaking it down. Now, I know this might not work for everybody. And if you can't do it this way, I would recommend, honestly, you not. Because there is room for error. But I'm extremely OCD with this type of stuff. And just my OCD tendencies were, honestly, a benefit. And also, I'm actually very dyslexic. Uh, my reading is very slow and choppy. Which, funny enough, when I'm doing script breakdowns, has actually played to my advantage because I'm not reading so fast in the head and skipping things. I'm I'm having to pay so close such close attention to each word in the script that I'm not jumping past a key prop or a key wardrobe piece or art department decor or set design. I generally catch a lot of that stuff. So I take I take the script, I go to scene 1, I open the you know, open up Movie Magic or whatever program I'm working with now. And I just start bringing it down. I start reading, and I start immediately translating that onto the breakdown script, uh, on the breakdown sheets, sorry. And uh, I go through the whole script that way, the first draft. And as I go, I'm always making corrections. Like, I never think I just need to get to the end and go back. If I see something that I need to go and add, I immediately, I'll look at my page number. I'll have, like, a notebook next to me. I'll write down the page number I'm on just so I know even though I know technically you can go to the end, sometimes I have to jump back several pages and remember how many times this pops up. So I still mark the page number in the scene just to kind of as a, as a reminder. And I go back and I make those corrections. Like I see that, you know, there's a grandfather clock in Jacob's living room that the first five times we've been in Jacob's living room, it never mentioned. So I didn't realize that was there. And I go back and I add the grandfather clock to Jacob's bedroom every time it had appeared already in the script. Another keynote I do is I really go out of my way when I'm reading those scenes and breaking them down to try to imagine how the whole scene is playing out. Like I try to mentally, if you will, watch the film. I actually helped with breakdowns on one film I got to work on and I actually got really, as a AC, and I got really irritated because we're recording the scene and I could have swore I was standing there on set I could have swore they stole it from a tv show I saw the other day I'm like why are we stealing material from a tv show to put in this film and I was kind of aggravated and it was only like a day later that I had realized it wasn't on the tv show I watched the day before 
It was when I read the script and I was imagining it out, I could have swore that I've already seen this play out, even though that was the first time I had seen it. So I really go out of my way to imagine that. And what that does is it allows me to see, hey, okay, we're walking on the sidewalk and we're, we're in downtown LA. So chances are there's going to be cars passing by. And um, now I won't always put this in the breakdown, but I even try to imagine like what kind of cars are driving by. If we're walking through Bel Air versus walking through Van Nuys, you're going to see different cars. And so I really try to just mentally picture what's happening, roughly how many cars you would see on a scene. Like if it's a tight close-up, you might only see a few of them. If it's a if it's a little further out, you're going to see a lot more of them. And I try to get an, a rough count of how many extra vehicles we're going to need in that scene. I also think, well, wait, we're in a busy city, on a busy street. There's going to be pedestrians walking by. I need to make sure to have those pedestrians be there. You know, maybe we're walking down near a concert or something. So then you might also have to think about the wardrobe. Like you have pedestrians, but you also have concert goers. Or you have, you know, you're walking by Staples Center after a Lakers game. Okay, well, that means you need Lakers fans in, as the extras, not just pedestrians. Because you, if the Lakers game just ended, chances are a lot of people are going to be walking down the street wearing jerseys. They're going to be, you know, wearing their foam hand or whatever like they're going to have a lot of attire for that game and so I'm going to put pedestrians but I'm also going to put Lakers fans and I try to play that out and add that into the breakdowns obviously I still want to you got to be careful you don't want to make yourself the director so don't not putting so much instruction into the breakdowns that you're taking the director's job but also give him or her the tools they need to make the scene because if those aren't there in the breakdowns and they're not, they don't prepare for that on shoot day because they didn't think of it and they get there and they're on set and they're like, crud, this scene would have been really good had we had this. You really need to be aware of that. And sometimes when you're doing the breakdowns and you, you add those things, if they're a thing you can or cannot have, make a note of it. Put it in the breakdowns. Make a note just to tell them, hey, you need to go back to this and decide, do you want this in or not? I just figured it'd be helpful because of this. So make notes. Really imagine the scene. Imagine how it's all playing out, how you think that it might look. Um, but be very careful. Don't step on the screen, the scriptwriter's toes. Don't, don't try to write things in that aren't there. And don't take the director's job. But give the director the tools he needs to make that those scenes look really good. Make sure that you're not missing anything because another thing about that is it's not just about making a really good scene. It's also about the budget. If you're way underestimating extras because you're not really thinking about the location and they're not, okay, we need to add extras and they catch that in advance. Well, now when you add, you know, 50 extras that weren't there originally, your budget goes way up. So you have to be very mindful of that. And sometimes if you know you're working with a limited budget in advance, you need to find ways to taper that down. As a line producer, you need to be as helpful as you can be without taking other people's jobs, without stepping on their toes, without writing things in for the scriptwriter that you weren't that that's not your job or directing or undercutting or over budgeting uh, the film. 
just be aware. Be aware of what you have. If you know the budget in advance, awesome. If you don't yet know it, talk to them. Find out what an estimated budget is. Find out where they're trying to lean because that can give you an idea too. If you're working on a war film and you have a rough idea of where that budget's going to be and what they're going to have to work with, but they don't have the funds yet, let's say, really try to write for that because you might have to think about it in the sense that, hey, they have a lower budget. We need tighter camera angles. We need fewer soldiers. We need fewer wounded. We need fewer civilians. We need fewer of this because our budget is half of what a standard war film would be. And if your budget's higher, well, okay, they w- I know they might want to go all out, so let- let's give them the tools they need to accomplish their goals. And really, that's that's kind of my process as as in line producing and in doing film breakdowns is that I try to be as mindful of the people I'm working with as I possibly can be. And you're there to be their helper, not to run the show. But also the cool thing is there is some creative ability in line producing. It's not just, you're not a numbers cruncher. Um, you really have to have the, uh, the right imagination to see this film and to see what, what's in your surroundings and what's going on around you as these scenes are going on. You have to have the memory to remember things, you know, hey, we're 150 scenes in, and this one one location that pops up throughout the whole film, I just learned about a piece of the set that's supposed to be there. I haven't put it in. You need to be aware of that. You need to be aware that you've you've already brought this location up many times, and you you want to make sure there's continuity. And then when I'm all done, when I finish that first draft, then I go back through and I read the script again, and I'm just kind of checking it to my notes. And I try to do it really fast while it's still fresh in my brain. I don't I don't finish my first draft, you know, sit back, take a sigh of relief, and be like, oh, that was exhausting. I'll come back to this next week to do my reviews. You, no, you're not done yet. Sit down. I, I sit down. I do my reviews. I do a whole second read through. I do a whole second look through the breakdowns while it's as fresh in my mind as humanly possible. Another thing is I'm able to just sit down and grind and just this is my personal deal where if I wake up and think I'm going to start later this afternoon, I'll be honest, I don't get a lot done. I get distracted. A lot happens, especially now I have five kids. Um, There's always stuff going on in my house. There's always things that need to be done. There's always something breaking or someone getting hurt. There's always stuff going on. And uh, so I can get distracted, and next thing you know, it's 10 o'clock at night, and I'm, I'm not going to sit down and do that then. So what I try to do is I try to schedule my day where I'm awake before my wife, before my kids. I'm sitting down at the computer, and I start working because as people get up, uh, my wife knows when I have to get breakdowns done or budgets or schedules or even this podcast, for example. She knows that when I'm already working on it, that she's going to take on some stuff. And when I know she's writing and doing her thing, my job is to take on the house. So we try to, for us, we try to have that trade-off. And uh, it allows me to not just to get distracted by what's happening, but to focus in. And I try to plow through for a set number of hours so that I can still have my family time so I'm not locked away all day, every day, and not present. With this job, I highly recommend making it first. Even if you're alone, and you you know living alone in a studio apartment, I recommend get up early, crank away at it, give yourself your afternoon hangout. The later in the day it gets, the more fatigue sets in, the more possible st- 
possibility for stress, anxiety, or just other activities to fill your day come into play. So I try to get a really fresh early start and I just crank through and I try to fill in the hours that I have set. And usually, I mean, for myself, I don't even generally get up to go get water or food. I'll usually ask my wife to help me with that. And when she's doing her work, I do the same thing for her. So it's not like a servant situation. And yeah, that's really just kind of my my personal system for doing this. It works great. I've been able to I've been able to break down a hundred and fifty some odd page script in the matter of I think it was I can't remember if it was three or four days. I had the entire first and second read through and my breakdowns done and ready to go into budgeting and scheduling. So it's really quick, it's very efficient. And for any of you who've done breakdowns and budgeting schedules, I would love to hear some of what you've done or maybe some techniques that have helped you do things really quickly or efficiently or just with high quality. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I hope this has been helpful. And again, in addition to just hearing some of what you've done, if you have any questions or thoughts or ideas, please feel free to share those uh, and send us an email and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you all for listening. Again, Cinebiz Real Talk has been created and brought to you by Top TD. We are an automated payroll and production solution. We have apps and online software to help make film better. If you have any questions, please go to topsheet.io and jump into our chat. We're here to help. Everybody stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.